BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's up? It's Josh Brown from Full Double Jacket, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Paul Diano from the Architects of Chaos, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Molson Canadian presents Heavy Montreal, August 7th, 8th, and 9th, outdoors at Parc Chantrepot, featuring Slipknot, Faith No More, Corn, and Alexis on Fire. Three full days of rock and metal with Lamb of God, Iggy Pop, No FX, Billy Talent, and many more. Festival passes on sale now. For the full festival lineup, visit HeavyMontreal.com. Produced by Avenco. Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. We have some great guests on today's show. The one, the only, legendary singer, Paul Diano, most known for his work on those first two Iron Maiden records, which are just uh, masterpieces in, in my opinion. And then we also have Josh Brown from the band Full Devil Jacket, Josh is going to tell us about the band Full Devil Jacket, which was around a long time ago, back in around 2000. They had a record out and got some uh, some airplay back in those days, and they are now back with a big push and some real great people behind them. Uh, and again, Josh Brown from Full Devil Jacket will be talking with us on the podcast today. And joining me as co-host... From the Mars Attacks podcast, somewhere over in Spain, Victor Ruiz. How are you, Victor? Doing good, Mark. How are you? Good, man. It's been a while since you've been on the show, um, and we got to change that. We need to get you back on a, a normal basis because, uh, as I've as I've mentioned to you privately, you know, I really miss having you on the show because I feel like you bring out uh, an aspect in me that allows me to sometimes. Uh, talk a little more freely i don't know what what that is 
but uh, I, f- I definitely feel comfortable talking to you about stuff, and I think it always uh, makes for a good episode of Talking Metal. So let's make more of it happen. Absolutely. I'm I'm game, and I, I appreciate those kind words. And, um, you know, I guess me and maybe a little alcohol thrown in there maybe helps out a little, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. Cool. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with with Paul Diano, and then we will come back and talk a little more before we get into our, our other interview, which is, of course, with Josh from Full Devil Jacket. So right now, some classic Iron Maiden here on the podcast. This is Murders in the Rue Morgue, followed by my interview with Paul Diano, formerly of Iron Maiden.
Hey guys, Mark Striegel here from Talking Metal, and on the line we have the one and only Paul Diano. How you doing today, Paul? Uh, not too bad, mate. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. You just wow. mentioned to me before we started the interview that you are in the studio right now mixing, which is very exciting that uh, we're going to well, be here. Well, no, I'm actually, I'm actually at home mixing at my local. <laughs> oh, okay. Right on. We're talking of, about the architects of chaos. Uh, That's let, right. And let's talk a little bit about this band. How did you guys get together? Where did you find these guys? Well, you know, as, when I play all over the world, I use different bands in different countries because it keeps the prices down for the fans and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I was doing this for the thank you for the um, 30th anniversary of the Maiden stuff and just got bloody caught up in it all. And this has been going on for ages and ages. So I've been incorporating some of my old stuff in from Battlezone and, you know, killer songs in there as well, just to sort of uh, make me feel a bit better about it all. But, um, and these are my German band. We've been friends for well, some of us for over 15 years. So he was in a band called Revision, two of them. And um, as we were just messing about, I don't know, Dominic, my drummer, came up with a stupid idea of the Pauliano and the Phantoms. Right. Thought, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. But everyone seemed to love it in Germany. So, we, so that's when we were doing sort of like the Maiden covers and that. But the way we played, oh, God, it's so brutal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to sort of that. It's like about 10 times heavier than Maiden would even think about doing it. But it all sort of worked out brilliantly. And then we were like, oh, man, you know, like, this is stupid because we, well, we are all great mates and I spend a lot of time in Germany with them. And, um, oh, God, you know, why don't we actually do a band? So Paul Diano and, 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 you know, certain bands around the world, they're so nicely back in a group thing again, you know, because, you know, we're all pretty much brothers. I thought we were so close. And, um, yeah, I had the idea of the architects. Oh, you've got the architects of Mayhem, but I'm not happy. We call it architects of chaos because uh, everywhere we go, we see them have some sort of chaos going on around us. Right on. And um, and we got Joey's, uh, one of the guitarists has been with us roughly around about three years now, and he's an absolute genius. I mean, I don't know, he's, uh, you know, I've never, you know, he's got sort of like Edward Scissorhands, we've got Joey's sort of, uh, I don't know, his hands are just all over the place, you know, he's an amazing guitar, both of them are actually, so... We just love it. Me and Joey have got a really good writing bond together at the moment. The other guys write as well. So uh, we just went ahead and we got these songs together in a relatively short time. And I think it was around about May last year we put a four-track EP feeder out to try and get a record deal. Uh, Rock Hard Magazine and Metal Hammer Germany made it the EP of the month. Wow. Well, blimey. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were a bit shocked. <laughs> and we thought, right, this do, this will do. So stylistically, what type of music is this? Is this a more modern sound? Is this kind oh, of an God, old yeah, school? You can't, you can't live in the past. I mean, I mean, I'll do that when I'm doing amazing stuff anyway. Um, it's, a, it's a bit heavier than when I did the Living Dead album, Nomad. And that. Right. It's a lot more modern guitar songs. Uh, Mitch has got some of the tracks. You know, I sent him a couple, but like, I've sworn in a secrecy, really, not to sort of uh, play them, but I'm sure I'll play you one or two. Um, we got a teaser up on the... Um, on the website, okay. chaos.com uh, a few more, a few other bits and pieces on there in a minute. So, um, at the moment, I'm just about ready to go off to India in about another week's time or so, which is really bloody hard at a minute, because I'm waiting to have operations done on my knees. I've got to have two new knee, knee replacements. So most of these tours will be sitting down, unfortunately. 
right. but not unplugged. So you'll <laughs> be doing some shows in India? You're doing some shows yeah, in India? Yeah, we're doing two shows. I'm doing two shows over there for charity. Uh, it's a long way to bloody go, isn't it? But like these, I've done it a couple of times over there, and it's worth it for these kids and that. So it's brilliant. Sure. Um, these kids are... Um, they're all sort of um, children of drug addicts. Their parents are all in sort of uh, rehabilitation homes or mental asylums, and these kids are all sort of, uh, you know, it's all born addicts, and they were, you know, a couple of them have got a little band that will let them sort of support us as well. Plans for about 35,000 people. It's, it's, it's mad, but, uh, but it's fantastic to see their little faces and that, and then we do a music workshop. At, um, one of the orphanages there, and... Uh, the Curry Club. <laughs> right. It was pretty awesome, but we're only going for a week this time. We went a couple of weeks last time. Went to about four different cities. We're only doing Mumbai and Pune this time. It's a shame, really, because I'd like to get up to Shillong up near the Burmese border and stuff. It's fantastic. After that, I've got a week off, and I'm back home in Brazil for a bit for the first time for a year. Um, I've got eight, uh, about nine shows over there. Come back, and then I'm out on tour in Europe with the uh, the Metal All Stars. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, me and Jeff Tate and uh, I don't know loads of others. Uh, I th- I'm not sure. I think we might have Sebastian Backer come in and uh, George Lynch, uh, Vinnie nice. Apache, Carwin Apache, loads of us. And it's the first time I've ever done it because uh, my management gave reproductions now from Dallas. Um, you know, we've been friends a long time, but I just signed to him as cool. my manager, and he's the one who oh, puts the All Stars on. Yeah, so he's the one who puts the All Stars on. So hopefully, I'll be back in the states soon as well. Good. Well, I was going to ask you about that, but let's let's uh, yeah. go back to your your knees. I know the last time I met up with you uh, in New York, you yeah. were using a cane on stage. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't want to swear, on, <laughs> but it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked. Yeah. Um, because uh, this has been seven years. I should have done this seven years ago, right? And uh, now I've, all the ligaments gone, and all it is basically is, is um, bone rubbing against bone. And oh my god, it's so painful. Some days it's unbelievable. Right. Um, but it, I, it's not worth denying it, and uh, you know, and through my mother, I call osteoporosis as well. Oh, okay. you, know, you get that sort of like when you get to a certain age. Oh, I'm buggered with that. I'm like, oh, fuck this thing. You know, I can't be dealing with it. So um, the knee will make it a lot better. So as soon as I finish up um, with uh, All Stars, I got uh, we're doing we're debuting at the Rock Hard Festival, the AOC for the first time. Uh, doing about four or five new songs with some old stuff in there. We've got the opening slot of 45 minutes. And then I'm going to pay the clinic in Lithuania, and I'm off. Uh, so I hope we get into surgery around about June. Yeah. And I'll say to my wife today, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Because my wife and kids are over in Massachusetts, and they're like, oh, stop this. I can't yeah. take any more of this. You know, it's been so nice to be pain-free for seven years. But it really is unbearable. Yeah. And what will be the recovery time? When, like, how long oh, until you're back up? Oh, God, this is, oh, this is fantastic. Like, you do, you do, it's, it's a knee replacement, basically. You know, uh, they, they chuck you out, the, or they get you up walking the next day. Wow. Oh, I'll try your best. Yeah, but you've got five days in the clinic, and then there's um, about two miles down the road, there's this uh, big uh, rehabilitation health spa down there. Oh, good. So I'm booked in for about 15 days. Uh, a bit of swimming, you know, a bit of like walking and stuff like that. That'd be great, actually, get myself fit as well. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just send all the medical forms in the day, and uh, all, all I'm going to do is wait till I get back. I'll finish, I actually finished with the All-Stars on my birthday in Athens on in May 17th. And then if I wasn't doing the uh, the rock hard thing with the AOC, I, I would have probably sort of tried to book in and get in almost immediately. But I'll, um, you know, because I've, I've got most of June, July is free, and then um, August I'm back in Argentina, so I should be well recovered by then. It'd be fun at the airports now. Keep going off. 
I'm waiting for, I can't wait when I get back to America. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about that. It's been uh, – the last time you were in New York, I think, is the last time you were in America, which had to be, what, three four – Three years ago, yeah. Three, three, four years ago? Yeah, pain in the arse, isn't it? But, uh, no, no, it's, it's just, um, you know, we, we, got, we got rid of our promoter and that over there. He was a, he was a real – oh, I don't want to go into it, actually. And, um, I, I, you know, and I'll just change management. Um, I'll let my manager leave with me forever, sort of thing, but, like, you know – I think it was time to call it a day, you know. I, uh, he could only take us so sort of far and there. And, I, you know, me and Gabe have been friends forever. Sure. And Gabe, it was down to Gabe, it got me into um, into America in the first place, but using a different promoter. But, um, so, you know, we're looking on it now. It's, um, you know, there shouldn't be any problems, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's amazing. You do, you, you fuck up one thing in 1993, and you guys old grudges over there. I don't know what the hell's going on with you. <laughs> But you're feeling a little more confident that this time there won't be any big issues with you getting into the country? Well, there wasn't last time. Uh, on the second leg of the tour, when we came back again, uh, you're supposed to sign this form for like a two-year visa. Uh, oh, I arrived in Boston, and I'm like, oh, great. And they went, you haven't had the papers signed? I went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You know, the, the promoter was supposed to have done that. Anyway, they uh, see on the website, oh, that's all right, we know where you are, don't worry, we'll get you if we need you. And I thought, oh, great, cheers, mate. And that was that. And, uh, right. <laughs> and that, was, that was the last time. But recently, we've been really, really busy. Like, I've been all over the bloody place. But, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to going back to Brazil, to be honest, because, you know, I've got my home and that over there, and I've not been back for a year. Uh, we, we've done Rock in Rio. Uh, well, I did Rock in Rio. And then after that, I've done this uh, heavy metal boat show thing over there that was in May so I'm going over in April so I'm being, yeah just short of a year yeah. oh, so it's going to be nice to get home and you know see some friends and you know I've got, I'm not actually going to San Paulo actually. I'm going straight to Rio de Janeiro but uh, got a new band over there a new promoter over there as well wow We're changing everything <laughs> yeah. wow so there's a lot a lot of new people on board uh, helping you out at this point, it sounds like, which is great news. And once again, just to circle back to the States, uh, the knee surgery happening in June, uh, when, when do you think you would maybe return to the States for some shows? Well, I'm waiting for Gabe to sort all that out now, because part of the contract, I've not signed worldwide with him yet. I've only signed to him for North and South America, um, uh, North America and Canada. You know, sort of, uh, he's got certain things to show me he can do. I let him do it anyway because you know I really like him. He's a good guy. Um, so you know, uh, he'll be he's working on that at the moment. So I, I guess it'll probably be always about the same bloody time. And it's always when it's freezing cold over there on the east coast. I end up going over there, which is not going to be good for the knee. But never mind. <laughs> yeah. But now we're working on it anyway. I can't give any definites yet, but actually. Main concern now is finish these uh, sort of solo stuff for, off. You know, like Argentina's going to be a good one because um, I've played more shows in Argentina than anybody else ever. So I always play the provinces as well, not just the three big cities. I've done 27 shows over there last time. It's amazing, yeah, because I've been trying to get out of kids who ain't got any bloody money and stuff like that. Do the same in Brazil as well. Um, so it's awesome, you know, get over there and do that. But I haven't been over there for a few years because our last promoters over there went absolutely bankrupt, you know. There's no money over there. So I'm, you know, I'm doing everything at a loss. I, I mean, it's not about money, really. It's about playing, to be honest with you. You know, as long as you've got enough to feed your kids and send them to college and that, and <laughs> you know, I'm quite happy. So um, it's never been about money. So after Argentina, when obviously we got more stuff with AOC then because the album would have been out a few months. And uh, trying to get us over to the States as well. 
and uh, trying to hook up with management. Uh, well, maybe Gabe would take us on or try and get a new promoter for the AOC. It's all down to how the album's going to do, but the, you know everything's going fantastically well so far. <laughs> okay, and and the album. When exactly do you imagine that this will drop? When will, might we be able to buy? Uh, this? It's being released at the end of May. Oh wow! Very soon. Then. End of Great. May on Metal on Metalville. I'm on the same. I'm on, uh, we're on the same as Doro Pesh, actually, same label. And uh, I was trying to get Doro to come in and uh, do some vocal with us, but unfortunately she was touring in the states, so uh, couldn't get older in the end. But uh, so we've done it all on our own. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're quite pleased. Let's put it this way: he's brutal but melodic. Right on. Right on. Is the way Mitch described it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I think we're. Mitch said we might be able to play a few, like a minute or so, of one of the new tracks here on the. Well, I gave him. There are unmixed versions. He's got two two songs. I think I sent him. He's got some from before as well. Okay. I sent him a couple of tracks. So it would be able to play just a, a slight little sound sample, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. sixty well, seconds. Yeah, you can play. You can play it, but as you know, I don't care how much, how long you play it, you can play it as long as it's. Uh, but you must know it's unmixed. Right, it's got a, it. It's totally unmixed, that one. Uh, it's a bit weird because it's more for me vocal, that one. But um, there's still, still some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. Apache Falls is probably the one I'd, I'd recommend. Okay, cool. Um, and that's one of the ones you sent to Mitch? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's got all, he's got the first four we did, uh, like from the demo. I sent him them ages ago. Um, and he, uh, that's just for him to have a listen, just to sort of let him know I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Apache Falls. I think we sent him. And I can't remember what other one I sent. I, I, I'm trying not to send them out to everybody. I want to sort of lose, right. you know, lose the uh, the magic a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're excited about it. I, I mean, I'm playing it near enough every day, even on the unmixed versions, because I've got to get it into my thick bloody head. Um, we haven't decided what songs we're going to be doing at the uh, Rock Hard Festival, but obviously, with all the other stuff I've got going on as well, with the you know the solo stuff and that all over the bloody world. I've got to uh, sort of play the AOC stuff. I mean, sort of quiet moments are on the butter on the plane and try and sort of brainwash myself with all the tracks. Right on, right on. Hey, Paul, well, Paul, before I let you go, I I wanted to just tell you, I was in a store just in in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, uh, and they sell vinyl records there. And, you know, I bought... Hoboken? Yeah, Hoboken, (laughs) yeah. Frank Sinatra country, I know well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, they're a great record store there. They sell a lot of vinyl. And, you know, Iron Maiden has gone back and reissued all those old yeah. singles and, and, you know, not to mention the two records that you did with them on vinyl. Yeah. And, of course, I went in there and spent a couple hundred bucks buying all this stuff up. And, it may, I, you know, I got home. I'm listening to it. It sounds great on vinyl and just timeless classic stuff. But are, do you still get compensated for that? I hope because they're oh, still yeah, making so yeah, much yeah. money off off yeah, of you yeah, and your yeah, voice. Yeah, get, yeah, of course you do get royalties and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, a royalties are being released in April actually over it just for the tax year, and uh, most of mine's going back into the tax man and that as well. Right, right. <laughs> I hear you. So uh, uh, they reckon I'm a million pounds over here, and I can't see how because I'm never in the country for longer than sort of ninety days tax free sort of limit and stuff like that, and I'm back in Brazil or somewhere else on the road. I've very rarely get into England for that long. Uh, this has been the longest I've ever been here, actually. And this is coming up to the three months, and I'll be away soon, just so I can, you know, get that one out of the way. But they've been chasing my ass for a long time. <laughs> right, right. I said, you owe us a million quid. I thought, how the hell do I owe you that? Because, like, I wasn't living in England from 1981. I was in the States. And, you know, everywhere else. I don't understand how they got this one. And they keep leaving trying to get it after me and that, or they keep diving into one of my bank accounts and taking money out when they shouldn't be. So we've got a long court case going on here. Good fun that is. <laughs> right on. Right on. 
<laughs> well, good luck <laughs> like with that. We have different accounts. They can't get us. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all good fun. You know, I, like, I like messing with the government. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are totally excited to hear the Architects of Chaos record in May, and we're going to play a yep. little bit of it right now for the Talking Metal Excellent. listeners. Yeah, it's called The Architects of Chaos, The League of Shadows. Excellent. And as we can in everyone. <laughs> How many songs total, Paul? Uh, there'll be 13 songs on there with one surprise bonus track, which you wouldn't actually think it would be me wanting to do this, but I was the one who came up with the idea as well. Uh, I'll leave that one until it comes out. Ah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a very old, it's a classic song, actually, but uh, it's a very beautiful ballad. Okay. I actually did it more. For, I, I actually did it more for my wife than anything else. Cause I pissed her off. Right. I thought oh, she might she might like me again if I did that. <laughs> okay. right. It's not a it's not a cover of a Maiden song or something like that. It's something yeah, different. Oh bollocks! No, 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 no. no. Cool. bless you, mate. No, no, I'll tell you what it is. It's a Soldier Fortune, Deep Purple. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! Cool. Yeah, I was trying to be all sensible and sensitive and serious. And I couldn't start pissing myself laughing in the studio. Because everyone kept making faces at me, and I'm trying to get them out of here so I can sort of do a good job of it. But it was sort of, oh, God, I'm glad there was no sort of video outtakes of that. Because right. after the time, I was laughing my head off. And then I like, sort of, and the promoter, the producer was getting really fed up with me. So uh, we started again, and I did it right. <laughs> So before on that note, before I let you go, one last question. Uh, David Coverdale of you know Deep Purple and Whitesnake fame recently announced that yeah. he's he's putting out a whole record of re-recorded versions of his Deep Purple era s- stuff. Awesome. Maybe, yeah. Do, are, do you think that's a good idea for him to go back and and re, you know redo well, those classics depends or on, depends depends how much more money you need. <laughs> it's yeah. as simple as that. Uh, mind you, saying that. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I think it's a good idea, but you know, there's only um, it, it, I, I wasn't really into White Snake so much, but because uh, I had the, you know, they was on tour with Maiden and Priest over in the states, wasn't we, when we first did it, and and I, I did like them there, and it was a bit more bluesy and stuff right. like that. But later on, they all become that horrible big air cock rock mm-hmm. rubbish. I'm not in all that crap, you know. I couldn't, oh, that era over there in L.A., and I'd love to take on that and bombs a lot of them. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, for me, but, you know, oh, David's voice, um, when I was in Maiden, he used to send shivers down my spine, you know, and I grew up as a punk, but he knows singers, and, you know, and there's no getting away from him. He's a fantastic singer. Yeah. When he used to do things like Mistreated, and Soldier of Fortune, and also Glenn Hughes as well, because I thought this Hughes covered our lineup was absolutely awesome burn you know oh yeah. my gosh um, i i just i think that's the only album i still play a lot you know what i mean i was a big fan of trapeze as well you know so um you know i actually met glenn news his mum in a record shop in birmingham oh wow <laughs> yeah i was with maiden we've done a sign in there and his mum turned up <laughs> it's <was> amazing <laughs> so, so yeah i don't know but I, I think it'd be a good idea as long as you know is he actually gonna sing it all again or remaster it or what yeah, he's he's just redoing all the like a lot of the classic Deep Purple era Coverdale that could, stuff. That could be dangerous because as you get older, your voice changes, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it could be dangerous. I I I'll tell you what, I'm not being big edited or something, nothing, but well, mine's actually getting better as I'm getting older. Not, yeah, not uh, not getting worse, which is a good thing. And I don't take care of myself at all because I smoke and drink and everything. But uh, I think if you worry about it too much, you start getting all these weird barriers in your head. I wish him well with that because I would love to hear some of that again, but, oh, you know, 
it's that old feeling, isn't it? If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know right, I mean? yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess you we'll just I mean? have to wait and see what it sounds like, right? Yeah, I would really, I really do hope, or no, I hope he doesn't do Soldier of Fortune now. We've got it on there. I'd <laughs> 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 oh, be just my bloody lucky will do, wouldn't he? But, um, but to hear him do mistreated, uh, maybe sort of make it a little bit more, like, you know, this century would be awesome, to be honest with you. And there's quite a few other songs as well, you know, especially some of the, you know, yeah, I think that'd be quite brilliant, actually. Oh, cool. yeah, well, I don't know about Soldier of Fortune. I'm not sure if that'll be on the record or not. We'll have to Good, because we own it now. It does. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and find out. But, Paul, thank you so much for talking with us on Talking Metal today. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, well, any time you need us, give us a buzz, mate. I ain't going nowhere apart from working me bollocks off, as always. <laughs> All right, Paul. Thanks a lot. Cheers, buddy. Take Bye-bye. care, mate. See ya. Tearing off his twists and turns We stand alone Facing the sun Taking the blows As hard as they come And I will not face ever
What you just heard was a new track by Paul Diano and his band, Architects of Chaos. It's uh, spelled with a Z. I'll put it in uh, the show notes on TalkingMetal.com. In today's show notes, I'll link over to their Facebook and any online sites that they have going on so you can check them out. And wow, what what a great guy Paul Diano is. I think it was his third, possibly fourth time on the podcast. And it's always great talking with him. Were you a big fan of Paul Diano growing up, uh, Victor? Absolutely. Absolutely love Killers. I mean, by far, Killers is one of my all-time favorite, not only Maiden albums, but one of my favorite albums ever to be released. Um, me dating myself here, that side two of killers is one of the greatest sequences of music in my opinion ever to be released and and from that i mean i uh, picked up the second battle zone album on vinyl i remember uh and then from there when he actually released the band called killers i have the releases that um that he put out with them right yeah a, a bunch of assorted uh compilations that he was a part of that uh him and and Lee Hart, the former Fastway singer, were uh, involved in, and for the most part, I mean, they covered Maiden songs or they covered uh, songs that Lee Hart had written. And there, there's a few of them. There was one called um, uh, "The Original Iron Man," another was right. just some other British compilation, and and there's an album that he did with uh, Dennis Stratton in. Um, covering in praying mantis as well so yes i've always tried to follow paul and i've always been a a huge fan and i always get a kick of hearing you hearing you talk with him so yeah yeah he's great i guess the the little bit of breaking news is uh, the news that that he revealed in the interview is that he's covering a deep purple song called soldiers of fortune and that got us talking to the white snake record um purple which is coming out which is a bunch of basically covers of Whitesnake songs, or I'm sorry, Deep Purple songs, David Coverdale, revisiting some of the work he did with Deep Purple and redoing it as Whitesnake. And Paul was asking me if, if Soldiers of Fortune, the song that he's covering, is going to be indeed on that that new Whitesnake album that's coming out. And at the time, I didn't really know, but now I can say that, yes, it is. So we will have two new versions of the song Soldier of Fortune, the Deep Purple Classic, one by Paul Diano and one by David Coverdale and Whitesnake. Interesting. Well, what's your take on? Well, I guess you um, go over it with with Paul, but um, I found it puzzling to see that they were doing a whole Deep Purple thing, especially after the comments that Doug Aldridge released. I just found it odd that. He said that Coverdale didn't have time to record with him and or vice versa and that there was this whole to-do about him not being able to do Revolution Saints and uh, getting this permanent spot, uh, doing a gig out in Las Vegas. And for them to just come out and do essentially a covers album, you know, you'd think that Doug Aldridge could almost, you know, do that from anywhere. You know, he wouldn't have right. to physically sit with david coverdale to uh to do that material i don't know it's just sort of odd to me yeah uh, me too me too i i i think 
I mean, I've gone on record, I think, on the Metal Raps podcast, which I do with Mitch LaFon and Mitch Joel. I did say, I think it's a terrible idea. And uh, I, as you know, I'm working on this this current season of that metal show. And I will say, uh, David Coverdale and Joel Hoekstra, who were on the show um, that aired last night, we taped it last week. And first of all, Joel Hoekstra is just the greatest guy. I, I really personally like him a lot. Um, and then David Coverdale came on the show too, uh, via Skype, he Skyped in, or they call it the metal modem on the show. And he told a story, which I found kind of interesting that basically he wanted to do something with Blackmore like he did with Jimmy Page, like the Coverdale page thing. He wanted to do a a Blackmore or Coverdale project and that there were serious talks, I guess, to actually make this happen. After John Lord died, David Coverdale reconnected with Blackmore through the loss of this mutual friend. And yeah, and they were they were talking about doing something like that. And I guess the, the talks fell apart and David decided to go ahead and move forward with revisiting his deep purple years and did this this new album which listen i believe the talks probably did fall apart and that there were serious talks to make this happen but yeah it's just odd that he would release a whole record of these old deep purple classics i mean and they they really were classics those those three albums that he he did with Deep Purple back in the day and a lot a lot of people consider them just, you know, kind of sacred recordings. I mean, and and you wouldn't if if Jimmy Page came out or Robert Plant came out and said we're going to go into the studio and redo some of the classic Zeppelin stuff or Paul McCartney's going to go redo some of the Beatles stuff in the studio. I I think people would be outraged and and as a big a person who's a big fan of those those Deep Purple records, I I I think I'm not I wouldn't say I'm outraged, but I definitely think it's not the greatest idea to 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 revisit and redo that stuff. And, and that material, I mean, Glenn Hughes was such an integral part of that. You know, just yes, you know, his vocals are almost almost overpower what Coverdale was doing in a lot of songs. If you listen to something like burn you know that's essentially him over top of coverdale really pushing coverdale to the foreground i mean that's how i've always felt so yeah i mean i don't know just hearing them without his vocals i mean is just gonna be odd you know i if he were to have you know gotten glenn hughes involved somehow i would have been all right well this you know i would have wanted to check it out but just him with his vocals and the way that his vocals have gone in the last right. years, it, I don't know, just sort of, just sort of odd, just sort of odd timing with yeah. with the whole thing. But I guess we'll and I didn't like out. the the video they put out. That the, I thought his vocals sounded kind of mediocre to yeah, not good on that. You know, it's it's heavily down tuned, and a lot of times that sounds cool and all, but when you can really notice that the vocals are struggling and that's the reason why they, they tune down, not to make it, you know, meatier or heavier, you know, for the time. Right. Whatever, it just really takes something 
away you know it just sort of cheapens everything so i don't know yeah it does sound it sounds i don't know the whole thing to me it sounds like the guy decided he wanted to put a record out and uh you know so he could tour i don't even know why he wanted to put this record out but he maybe it was a legal thing and he just fulfill a contract who knows but it sounds like like uh something that he did like a throwaway, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to give you any of my new songs, or I simply don't have any new songs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to quickly throw together a bunch of my old songs and, and re-record them, which is, it just seems ridiculous. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, that exactly what you just said there is the exact same thing I had in mind. I mean, it just seems like the, the label just said, you know, you have till X date to give us some new material uh, to fulfill the contract. And then the first thing they came up with was this. So, Yeah. And if you really wanted to revisit your, your Deep Purple era stuff, why don't you just build? I mean, I would have been totally into this, you know, for the first time ever, David Coverdale does a set of, his deep purple classics, you know, he's done, I guess a a handful of them, or maybe it's only been one. I'm not sure in, in concert over the years, but maybe for the first time he actually, he does a set of white snake and then he does a set of deep purple or vice versa, you know, and, and tour on that, you know, the purple tour I think would have been cool, but to, to release this stuff on, on album, it seems like there's absolutely no reason for this except to get out of some sort of record contract or to make a quick buck of some sort. I, I, I don't really get it myself. And again, I have gone on record as saying, I think it's a, a very bad idea. We shall see if there's some sort of commercial or um, movie soundtrack that all of a sudden you have uh new deep purple material showing up and it ends up being off of this white snake album. <laughs> yeah, could could be so somewhere but. in Japan. They have a uh, de- deodorant commercial that's going to have burn. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. And I actually think White Snake has delivered some good original stuff over the the you know the the, the past couple studio albums that they've done. So I don't know. Very very interesting. Um, yeah, and th- that first video was for Stormbringer. I'm reading on the website that I saw a little bit of. And yeah, didn't didn't think the vocals sounded all that great. So I look forward to hearing Paul's version of Soldier of Fortune, which again will also be on the the White Snake album, the Purple album, and I think both Paul's record and the White Snake record are coming out this May. And again, Paul's record I I think will be under the the band name Architects of Chaos. So a big thanks to Paul Diano for checking in. And that song that we heard coming out of the interview with Paul was, of course, new music by Soldiers of Chaos. I don't know what the name of that song was, actually, because I was given an advanced copy and it doesn't clearly state what the name is. Uh, and I'm not even sure if it's the song that, that uh, Paul was telling me to play during the interview. But Paul, if you're listening, that's the only song they gave me. And that's the, uh, the only song I've, I think I'm allowed to play from, from your new band, Architects of Chaos. But it sounds great. It sounds modern. I mean, I have to admit there's part of me that would love to see Paul Diano return to more of a classic 
sound like he had on those early Iron Maiden records, but he stated in the interview he's not into that. He wants to. Uh, he's not about re- about revisiting his past. He wants to uh, sound contemporary and be contemporary. And I guess that's where his frame of mind is right now. So that is what I think you're going to probably get with Architects of Chaos. You're not going to get a retro sound. You're going to get a very contemporary modern metal sound. So let's wait to hear more from them. I, I think that that song that we just played there, whatever it may be called, sounds very strong. So there you go. Um, Victor, let's get into right now the brand new, this just came out song by Generation Kill and DMC, a.k.a. Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC. And this also features Bumblefoot. So this is a strong lineup. You got Rob Dukes, Rob Machete, the the Generation Kill guys. You got DMC from Run DMC, who most people should know now, appears to like rock way better than he likes hip-hop. And it sounds like that may have always been the case. Not to say that he doesn't like hip-hop and rap, because obviously he does, but... He's a rocker through and through. And Bumblefoot, who uh, is just really seems to be on a, a creative binge right now, just uh, delivering so much good material. So let's take a listen to this. We won't play the song in full because we want you to go to iTunes and buy it. Again, the name of the song is called Lot Lizard. You heard an unmixed sneak peek of this back a few episodes ago on on talking metal maybe it was two episodes ago this is the mixed final version that's on itunes and we'll play a couple minutes of this it's an epic five minute and 28 second song so we'll give you two three minutes of this and then hopefully you'll go over and show your support for my friends daryl mcdaniels rob dukes rob machete and bumblefoot and buy it on itunes again the song lot lizard by DMC Generation Kill on iTunes now. Take 
she avoids getting busted, but she busts a lot of nuts. She got some crazy skills, and she's bringing in big bills. But the way she is living, it is gonna get a kill. She had a run-in with some psycho trick. He tried to slit her throat, she cut off his Did you hear what happened in the lot last night? When it all goes wrong, she still thinks it's alright. What you just heard was DMC Generation Kill with their song Lot Lizard. Great stuff. So, Victor, um, we're going to get into Full Devil Jacket in a minute here, but I want to just mention that Paul Diano's Facebook page for his uh, band, Architects of Chaos, is facebook.com, Architects of Chaos, and Chaos, C-H-A-O-Z. We'll link it through today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Victor, what's been going on with Mars Attacks, your podcast? Uh, Well, we've been putting out a more or less steady stream of of episodes um this past week we put out an episode where uh scott thompson of focus on metal joined me to do a decades episode similar to what you and i did late last year and we right. revisited tracks from um from various years uh before that i released an episode with um jesse fink who had done a book on acdc and uh, we did a, an episode focused on uh, just his book and on various ACDC tracks where he selected them and he sort of introed them. And and I got what was his book? Um, his his book is the Young Brothers. And oh, okay, cool. I've heard that. Actually, I've heard that that's a good book. Somebody recommended I read that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think that everything that I've read about the book, it's either very positive or very negative. And he actually touches upon it in the episode where uh, he's definitely a Bon Scott guy and, and a lot of people have taken exception to a few of the things that he's said about uh, Brian Johnson. But he goes on to say during the interview that it's all basically his opinion and that everyone is welcome to, uh, you know, their own opinion. So. Right. Oh, cool. I, I found it interesting anyway, speaking to him. Cool. Well, I know you said that uh, you read something about Megadeth earlier today. So I want to talk to you about that because I have no idea what it is. And I want to also encourage everyone to check your podcast out. And you could do that by going to TalkingMetal.com and going into the Mars Attacks section you can listen to them right there. You can also subscribe to Mars Attacks on pot, on uh, iTunes. And of course, Mars Attacks, again, is Victor Ruiz, Ruiz's podcast. Is that how you how you say Ruiz? Like Victor Ruiz's? Yeah, that's that's yeah. how I usually say it. That's yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue twister. All right. I'll clean this up. Don't worry. All right, so without further ado, let's get into my interview with Josh from Full Devil Jacket. These guys have a brand new video out for this song that we're going to hear going into the interview. This song is also available on iTunes. It's called Valley of Bones. And the whole record, which is also called Valley of Bones, will be coming out in about two weeks or less. 
uh, March 31st. So well, I'm not sure how quickly I'm going to get this podcast up and posted, but March 31st, the whole album will be available on iTunes. So here is the song Valley of Bones, followed by my interview with Josh Brown. Hey guys, on the line we have Josh Brown from the band Full Devil Jacket. How are you, Josh? Doing fantastic. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for checking in with us today on Talking Metal. I have heard the new single, Valley of Bones. It sounds uh, it sounds excellent. So I want to talk about that and uh, talk about the album that's coming out. Are you guys going to call the the album Valley of Bones too? Is that the title track? That's right. It's it's the title track. Um, you know, that song happens to be the the last song that we wrote for the record and uh, the, the way the whole thing came together. It's kind of a magical song. It kind of defines the whole vibe of the record, you know. Cool. And and let's let's talk about you guys coming back together. It'd been, you know, 15 years since the I guess the the last time you put out music together. Uh, why why now, 15 years later, is it is it the right time for Full Devil Jacket to get back together and make some new music? You know, we we had tried uh, over the years to, to to kind of put together a record and get the get the band together, and it had just never worked out until this time. You know, um, probably about seven years ago, um, we lost our guitar player Mike Reeves. To, uh, to to cancer, to a battle of cancer, and that's when we kind of got back together, started talking about doing doing a new record, and um, you know since then uh, we've just kind of 
uh, put her put her noses to the grindstone and uh, you know wrote some good songs and and and, and that's that's when the record came about. Cool. So who's handling the guitars now for you? Man, we have uh, a couple guys that I actually grew up with. Um, uh, bands, guys that have been in bands uh, in, in the area, you know, all my life. Right. Uh, a, a good friend, Paul Varnick, um, who played in a band called Mother Crush when I was growing up. These guys actually used to practice in my living room. You know, they were they were like the Guns and Roses of Jackson, Tennessee, wow. in nineteen ninety nine. I would say, but. Uh, yeah, I grew up with Paul, man. He's playing guitars with me now. Um, Moose Douglas, uh, who is actually, uh, he, he was Full Devil Jackets uh, guitar tech uh, the whole time we were on the road back in 99 to 2002. Okay. And um, we just added Zach Broderick, who's played with Nine Point. Um, he's playing lead guitars. And, uh, man, it's a solid a solid lineup, man, and we're we're excited to get this thing on the road and uh, start playing live for the fans. Awesome. And how do you feel the music differs from like what you guys were doing back in the late '90s? You know, the early 2000s. Is it a, a different sound for the band, or are you kind of picking up where you left off? Uh, you know, we we didn't try to recreate the the the, the full Devil Jacket sound uh, in in that. You know, Mike Reeves, our original guitar player, uh, man, he was he was just a phenomenal, melodic, super badass guitar player, and he could never be replaced. Um, so, you know, instead of trying to recreate something, we just kind of, uh, you know, decided to start where 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 we're at now, and and just uh, be creative and make, uh, you know, real rock and roll music. And I feel like we've done that. Um, I think, you know, the sound now is it's definitely it's updated. Uh, the guitars are a little bit punchier. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the whole vibe of the music and the melodic structure of the music is the same because, you know, I was a main writer on all those songs, you know. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, I, I feel like anything I do will always be for the old jacket. You know what I'm saying? And it's always going to have that vibe in it. So, cool. That's what I do. I know you've done a lot of work in the you know the past decade with Day of Fire, which was a Christian band. Um, can I, can we expect a Christian theme on the Full Devil Jacket record, or is that is this well, something totally different and separate? Well, I mean, you know, I always write from my personal worldview, you know, but I really consider myself a. a, a a disobedient Israelite in Babylon these days, okay. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, there's there's definitely uh, uh, some some religious themes in there. But you know, I, I don't have the same uh, view on all of it as as I did before. I mean, I I uh, you know I, I look at the the system, the structure, and you know, I, I just I'm, I'm kind of looking for something different out there, you right. know, and. Uh, I feel like the music explores those questions, and you know, if anybody actually listens to the lyrics, gets into it, they're gonna they're gonna see that uh, those lyrics take you on a journey. You know? Nice, awesome. Now, 
you're also an artist and you do a lot of art now the the album cover for valley of the bones is that is that one of your pieces that you've painted yeah, it's one, it's one of my paintings, man. Uh, you know, I grew up in tattoo shops in, in, in Jackson, Tennessee. My brother started tattooing when I was 15 years old. And I've worked in rock and roll bands and tattoo shops my entire life. So I've always drawn, I've always painted. And, uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time, um, uh, painting and, um, you know, just keeping myself busy with, with a different, type of creative flow sure. than with songwriting. Nice. And is there is there a place people could go online to check out your artwork? For sure, man. You can check it out on joshbrownart.com. I appreciate okay. the plug. Um, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got over 30 images up there right now, and I'm constantly adding new, new artwork. So, um, you know, as we go on the road, we're, we're about to hit the road with uh, Drowning Pool and Adrenaline Mob. And you know I'll be painting on the road. It's just something I do to to keep uh, uh, keep myself busy and keep positive. You know. Cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you about heading out on tour with Drowning Pool and Adrenaline Mob. Uh, is this the 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 first time you guys have played live in a while, or have there been some other gigs prior to this uh, tour starting up? Well, this will be the first uh, time we've we've gone on the road with radio support um, since. Uh, the, the first full double jacket record. Definitely wow. the first time we've been back out with label support from E1, which they're doing a great job. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we've we've done a few local gigs, which which have been great. But uh, you, you know, the road is a different thing, and uh, you know, the, this this band we've always been uh, a live band. Every band I've been in has been a live band, and uh, we're we're excited to go do this, man. We're leaving in about. Three days, so it's pretty exciting. Awesome. Well, I encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to get out there and support you guys live. The single, I believe, is up on iTunes, right? Valley of Bones. That's right. And when yes. does the album actually drop? Uh, it drops March 31st. Okay. Well, it'll be here before you know it. Excellent. That's well, right. Josh, it's been great talking with you, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. I hope you stay in touch with us and let us know what's going on with Full Devil Jacket. And I hope you guys get through the New York, New Jersey area soon, because I'd love to come out and see you live. Yeah, we're coming through uh, Sayreville, New Jersey. Oh, perfect. And, uh, yeah, I believe uh, Kenny from Typo is going to pop out and see us, so uh, we'd love to see you there, Mark. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's not too far from me. Perfect. All right, Josh.
just heard was a classic from full devil jacket so didn't really know much about those guys back in the day but they sound good i I mean i i'm I'm glad i'm i'm being exposed to them here on this podcast have you been familiar with them victor full devil jacket i've i've known the name and i believe i may have had some material of theirs in the past on some sort of a soundtrack um but in all honesty i haven't check them out uh before to to full extent i will now after checking out the interview yeah they're on tour right now with drowning pool you can check them out on march 29th in racine wisconsin at a club called route 20 or route 20 depending on how you pronounce that word the 30th of march 2015 they're in minneapolis minnesota on the 2nd of April, they are in St. Louis, Missouri at the Mad Magician. And uh, April 3rd in Dallas, Texas at the Club Trees. So again, that's Full Devil Jacket. Great to have them here on Talking Metal. So what did you read about Megadeth? Is this about the potential reunion with Nick and Marty? What, what is this about? Well, uh, f- first of all, uh, I guess about 10 days ago, Dave Elfson mentioned something about them not wanting to um, chase the past or whatever. And at that point, I right, figured, read that. Yeah. Oh, so that means that no Nick and, and no Marty, basically. And Blabbermouth, I guess, yesterday posted that the uh, rumor is that Chris Adler from Lamb of God and Kiko from Anger, who I believe you interviewed at one point, right? Um, that the two of them are going to be on the new album and that uh, Kiko will probably continue as part of the band, but they'll have a new drummer step in. That's supposedly the rumor. Um, so that's sort of interesting. I mean, Chris is no stranger to playing on other people's albums because he did play on... Uh, um, I um, protest the heroes last album, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. Yep. That's so right. I mean, he's he has. I mean, he was rumored to play on. He had to have played on some of the Slipknot record, but that turned out to be false, right? Yeah. It, it apparently that was um, some 
uber fan of Lamb of God that supposedly said that it was him. And I mean, the, the band has pretty much shot it down and supposedly, uh, Max Weinberger's son has played on the entire album and is the guy that's right. touring with them. So, um, and anyway, I mean, <laughs> how many, how many other bands, um, you know, that we all follow have had ghost, you know, musicians on there anyway. So who knows? It could have been him, but for whatever, for legal purposes or, or whatnot, um, they want to say that it's, uh, Someone else. I mean, e even Max Weinberger's son isn't credited on the album, but right since he's since he's supposedly the guy behind the mask, he's supposedly the guy that played on the album. So. Yeah. Well, Kiko is just an insane guitar player, yeah. and, and Chris a great drummer. So that actually, in a weird sort of way, I mean, maybe it's because I've interviewed both those guys in person, uh, Chris, numerous times, but that's kind of exciting. To me personally, it would be more exciting of a reunion, but uh, of, you know, the the classic lineup of Marty and, and, and Nick. But I don't know. I, I think that sounds pretty cool. Chris and, and Kiko playing with Megadeth. What, what do you think? Does that excite you at all? It, it does more actually more than the prospect of it being Marty and Nick, because really, yeah, because if Marty were in the band, I mean, it would. It would absolutely kick ass, but given all the stuff that's gone on back and forth with them and what he basically told you saying that just because there's an opening doesn't mean he's interested, that, I mean, pretty much, I think, uh, shut the door for for me anyway, w w for him wanting to go back in. And, and Nick, I mean, the, the videos that I've seen of him, you know, doing promos with him playing things like... Um, and of course, now uh, the name of the track slips my mind. Um, Holy Wars, him doing Holy Wars, and him doing some other tracks, um, demoing symbols and different things. It just seems like he couldn't play the parts for that promo. Nonetheless, go out and do an entire tour. I mean, it comes right. back to you know drummers being the first guys to uh, to wear out in bands and those songs i mean holy wars and hangar 18 and a lot of the earlier stuff are just such physically demanding songs that you know i don't think that he'd be able to do it who knows maybe you know i'm completely wrong and off base and he ends up doing the tour and he's absolutely magnificent with it but i mean i think at this stage of um you know, the game, Chris Adler is one of the premier drummers out there. Um, you know, it's hard to beat having him on an album and having, you know, I, I don't know up to what point he's going to have, if he is playing on the album, he's going to be able to do his thing or if he's still going to have, you know, I'm sure Dave Mustaine is still going to have a say in what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure, for sure. But it sounds like a great lineup, and I wonder if it would just be for the record or for touring. Uh, you know, who knows? I know Lamb of God will be appearing at Heavy Montreal this this summer. I will be there for that show. Uh, Slipknot also going to be on the bill. Faith No More, Corn, Marky Ramone will be doing a set of the Ramones with Andrew WK. We also have some more commercial. 80s metal bands on the bill there will lead a Ford warrant docking it's going to be a great weekend I'm really looking forward to it Mastodon Testament so many good 
Axe will be up there. Iggy Pop, uh, Cold Chamber, I guess is Reunited, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're about to drop a new album. Uh, cool, and Meshuggah will be there. Gojira, lots and lots of bands. You should come over, man. I'd love to. <laughs> you know, it was um, it was very um, interesting hearing you and Mitch talk uh, during last year's. It made me almost jealous to not, you know, be a part of the whole thing. And and that's what sort of came to mind. I was thinking, shit, I got to go next year. And uh, yeah, well, Mitch will hook you up, man. If you can get here, I'm sure he'll he'll get you into the show. <laughs> I got to figure out how to get there. This song is by a guy I'm going to be interviewing for VH1.com, actually, on Tuesday. His name is Michael Angelo Badio. I've been a longtime fan of his, going way back to when I was a kid, going to see him play in the clubs uh, of Chicago, all-age shows at places like the Thirsty Well. And anyways, I, I'm psyched because I'm going to be able to interview him for vh1.com i've been doing a lot of a lot of stuff for them uh, behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that for that metal show and the plan is i'll interview michael angelo badio for a online show called that metal gear which is available on vh1.com and also youtube.com slash that metal show so check that out i'll definitely talk about it more after it happens Hopefully they, they won't change their mind about it um, before before then. So there you go. Little Michelangelo Badio taking us out. The name of this tune is Oceans of Time. All right, cool. Thank you. 